Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders. How is everybody doing out there in crowdfunding land? I want to welcome you all, all of our listeners, to episode 106. 106, man. That's all a lot of conversations to a lot of project creators that have successfully funded. So what do we do on this podcast? Uh, So let's just play out the scenario that you just happen to stumble upon downloading successfully funded from your iTunes store or Stitcher or wherever you get your iPads. Or maybe you saw something uh, out online and you decided, well, I'll go ahead and take a listen. So what we do inside of the podcast is we talk to project creators. And I say we, mostly myself here. Uh, I talk to project creators while they're in the middle of a campaign or after their campaign ended within like a few weeks. So that way I'm getting the most up-to-date information um, about the campaigns, what they did as a marketing strategy, maybe what what uh, tools they might have used, or what what maybe the landscape is, because you know with online uh, media and marketing, man, the world is changing quickly, quickly, yes, very quickly. So, so coming up on today's episode, uh, I'm going to be talking to the Kickstarter campaign called Race for the Top. And this is uh, their crowdfunding, a reality TV show. Uh, so I got to talk to Aaron, um, who's one of the partners with the company. Um, and I was very excited to have this conversation because this idea that they have, um, I see fail almost, I would say, 99% of the time. And somehow these guys have flipped the switch. So I am monitoring and checking out this campaign um, with... A lot of attention coming from me right now, just because, like I said, um, well, we're going to get into the into the in it, into it in the conversation on what they're doing, but um, you know, this is basically going out and trying to fund the first couple episodes of their of a reality show, and they want the crowd to put this together. So, really, really intriguing prod, um, intriguing business idea. One that I've seen attempted before, but like I said, these guys are hitting a home run with it, and they've got 16 days to go. And uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend go checking out right now. Go Google Race for the Top. So, all right. So you might be hearing a bunch of stuff in the background right now. Let's let's take a quick listen here. Hear that? So we've got washers and dryers kicking right now. It's actually Sunday night, about nine o'clock. Uh, so why am I why am I why am I showing you that? Well, that's because the Wenzels just got home from a quick mini vacay. Yeah, a little mini vacation. Uh, ended up going down and hanging out at my parents' house. Now I know. Oh my god, what? It wasn't the first plan. Um, certainly wasn't. But it really came out well. Um, so we were down there, like with three days, three days, something like that. Um, and it, you know, it's like an hour drive, so it's not like you know, it is still a little bit of vacation. But we ended up spending the night down there and stuff. But. But got to hang out a lot with my mom and dad, and and uh, today I got to spend a lot of time with with uh, my grandma, so the kids' great grandma, and we ended up, you know, doing a uh, uh, like a, a science type museum um, that was or they call it Imagination Station down in Toledo, Ohio, which was fun. The kids really enjoyed that, so that was all day on Friday. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday we went to a water park, 
called Splash Universe. We went there all day. I mean, I think we did like six hours in the water. Kids were just flat out exhausted. And then last night, the wife and I got to go out on a little date night, and we got to, I got to have some makers on the rocks, and the wife had some wine. Um, and then today, ended up going to a place called Indian Creek Zoo, which is just, I may have talked about it before, because I think we went to it maybe over the fall, late fall last year. And, you know, it's a guy's backyard that's got an actual really nice zoo, you know, with bamboo uh, monkeys and parrots and giraffes and buffaloes and camels and wolves. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like a real zoo. And, um, you know, it's not expensive. It's low-key. And, you know, the animals, you know, I'm not a huge zoo guy, but the animals seem like, like they're doing okay. Um, so we got to do that today and got to walk around, but it was just nice to have, um, you know, my kids have a healthy amount of time with, with, uh, their, their, their great grandma, their grandma and grandpa. Um, it was fairly relaxing. I'd have to say, I mean, it can always be a little more relaxing, but well, I actually, let me take that back. I don't know how relaxing anything gets with a six and a four year old. So that may be the real conversation there. But all in all, you know, it was a good good three or four days and came home tonight, Sunday night. Like I said, I just wanted to jump on, get this stuff out right now, um, get a head start for Monday so that we're kicking butt next week. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's where I've been. So if I've been a little distant, I apologize to everybody, but I had to go out and uh, had, to take, had to do some family stuff, you know, and it was fun. Real, real fun. Had a, had a good time. So, all right, all right, all right. I digress. So, here's what, a couple things you can do for me if you're enjoying the podcast. Number one, go over on iTunes and rank, uh, give us a, rate, uh, a rating, four stars, five stars. Then leave a review. Tell everybody how awesome you think it is. And then after that, after you've done that, go share it with a, maybe with a small business or an entrepreneur or something like that, right? Go tell people about this. That, that helps us out a big time too. If you also want to sign up, go over to a web, our website, woodshed.agency, and sign up through one of our pop-ups. You know, uh, and that will push you into Facebook Messenger, and I give a whole bunch of tips and techniques on how to do uh, crowdfunding successful. So if you are struggling with crowdfunding or you're thinking about launching a campaign, that's a great place to start as well. And that gets you kind of right into top of my um, top of my sort of funnel where you can ask me questions and, and get direct direct. I mean, you'll literally be my Facebook messenger and it's, it's me, you and me talking. So um, yeah, so go jump over to that. But all right, well, let's go ahead and kick my conversation with Aaron from Race for the Top. And like I said earlier, go check out this campaign because this is intriguing. Um, you can also Google E360 TV. That's another thing that you can go and do. But um, yeah, this this conversation was really intriguing with me. Uh, I'm really glad I got Aaron spent, um, decided to take some time and, and talk with me. And uh, all right, well, instead of me talking, why don't we go ahead and kick into my conversation with Aaron? All right, Aaron, the red light's on, so now you can feel all the pressure building, and you're probably sweating now a little bit, right? Yeah. Hopefully you don't have button. red light syndrome, where you just button up uh, and don't say anything. Like, uh, yeah, I'm freaking out, man. I am <laughs> freaking out. All right, cool. Well, uh, let's do a quick sound check here. So what did you have for breakfast this morning? I had some Kashi cereal with uh, a watered-down orange juice. Okay. Very nice. Is that a typical breakfast? Uh, or a typical. Is today yeah. Typical? Keeps everything flowing in the right direction. And, um, <laughs> Good. 
no complaints. Awesome, you know? awesome, awesome. Good, good, good. All right. Well, I, I mean, you sound solid to me. Hopefully, I'm sounding, sounding solid to you. We can uh, jump in yeah. if you're ready. I'm good. Cool, cool, cool. All right, all right. So uh, let's go. Let's, uh, so why don't you tell my listeners about what you're raising money for on Kickstarter right now? Well, what we're doing is we are uh, we're a new network, um, but we're also this is for the first original programming, um, and we wanted to do a project, our first project, to really be um, specific to where we are first going to, um, which was um, Kickstarter. So the show is that actually people are funding is called Race for the Top, and it's a show that uh, is kind of the stories behind the companies that are using crowdfunding to jumpstart their businesses. Very nice. Yes. Very intriguing. Yeah. So almost in the vein of like the uh, podcast startup. Um, did you are you familiar with that one for Gimlet Media? I am not. Okay. Not yeah. So familiar. so they. Ju- I mean, their first uh, series of episodes was all about. How to start up a business and you know uh so but it was all through the podcast format so everything was you know 20 30 minute long so intriguing intriguing so how you know I, I was excited to talk to you because i have never seen a project like this um do well in terms of kickstarters where you're actually crowdfunding an actual community to, to get a, a network or or even really entertainment right now is challenging to, to raise money for on crowdfunding so how did you just determine that you wanted to go to kickstarter to to launch this idea well, we partnered up with uh, um, some guys that's also from, it's called Kula Brands, um, and then also through our partners, MBTV. And when we all came together, um, really Kula Brands is a community that goes in on crowdfunding projects together to give them a little jump start and such. Hmm. And so what we did is we teamed up with them um, to be able to be a kind of uh, not only a voice for us and, um, and our production partners, but on top of that themselves, uh, of their community and such. So it was a, it's really a collaboration and then conversations that arrived that we would go through Kickstarter. Gotcha. What, like, I guess, what's the vision for this in terms of, uh, you know, is it something that you're seeing... Uh, having an actual like you would be pumped into my uh, my cable box is it something mm-hmm. just online like like what where's who's the consumer of this and 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 how are they how are they uh, watching the content sure so um we'll you know we will do distribution um through other type of platforms and such but the one of the primary spots we'll be putting the program is on our network on our launch which is coming up here in october the show is more than likely going to come on like november or such um all depending on when we get uh, get it all you know the post-production everything completed um E360 network, uh, E360 TV network is going to be across all devices. So anything that's connect has a screen and it's connected to the internet will be there. So yeah. if you're just on your laptop or your phone, um, you know there's iOS and Android apps, of course, and then we have apps that are going to be on um, all your boxes, your over uh, OTT television. So that includes your Amazon Fire, Chromecast, Xbox, smart TVs. Um, Apple TV, you know, mm-hmm. so all the way across. So um, you'll be able to access it, access it either on a personal device or you can just watch it on your television also, which is kind of cool. On top of that, what we do is we add an, actually an element of interactivity to the content itself. So that means that, um, you know, in our ADD world that we have, 
uh, nowadays, and we all, our, our brains are going a mile a minute, what we do is we kind of incorporate that a little bit into the programming itself, where what you can do is you can take a seven-minute segment that's about one particular company, company, but we can add layering to that content itself. So there's a story behind it. So this is additional scenes. Um, this can be social sharing. So um, actually linking off to their Facebook or something and finding mm -hmm. them. Uh, we also add the ability to purchase the products um, of that company on the programming itself too. So you can, it's a really cool, you know, we'll say a, a game or a device or whatever, maybe you actually be able to purchase it. So there's a layering and it's, it's a, um, it's a, it's a means of actually bringing, uh, taking that what we do while we're sitting there watching something, while we're googling something, you know, on our phone, and trying to find some, you know, find more information. We actually bring that onto the television set itself. So that, uh, so really, what we really want to do for the race for the top is to use that interactivity to really, really, really bring those stories into the into the audience's home, um, and so people that are are interested based on the level of interest can investigate more and more and more about the products, the company, the people behind the company, all that kind of good stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, maybe some inside baseball, but uh, this is such a big idea, right? So I mean, just the technology side of it, the creating of content. I mean, we do video production here at Woodshed, so I know how much stuff costs. How do you, how, how did you guys go about the marketing idea to make this thing seem plausible on Kickstarter for, you know, for 40 grand as a goal and, you know, you're at 60 grand. Like, it just seems like, like, you know, the common person, my wife knows that it takes a lot of money to do a show, you know, how are you guys able to, to portray this as like, Hey, this is achievable. Well, we, um, yeah, we actually set it at 40. We kind of did that on purpose. You know, we wanted to have it a little bit lower, um, you know, just that's marketing right there. Right. Um, but, uh, but the it's a cooperation between us, um, which we're on the publishing side, of course. So we're all just putting in our time and everything into this, and uh, through our paid mm -hmm. social networks and everything like that to be able to get the marketing aspect done. Um, and then you know we'll put a little bit of money towards digital advertising and such on top of that. But then our other partners, MBTV Studios, they're also given us a nice break in this entire thing. Right. So it's kind of everyone's chipping in their, you call it the sweat equity, um, into the project mm -hmm. themselves to, because, um, you know, to be able to bring about that proper level of production that we want, um, and then get the results that we're going for. Um, you know, and the thing is too, is that it is very, ex you know, it can get very, very, as you know, with production and such, it can get very, yeah. very expensive. Yeah. On the flip side, in this crazy world of ours now, there are means of putting together things that are in really, really, really high quality for, for not near the dollars if you know how to do it in the right way. Sure. So, yeah, so there's, you know, there's different ways to approach it where it takes a little bit more time, a little bit more, um, you know, imagination and such, but you can put these things together where it's not going to cost an entire arm or leg. And... Again, you know, this is uh, this will be first episode. We'll get a couple episodes out of this. We really want to get out there, and then it'll be more into becoming a branded content type of uh, right. um, programming. 
Well, what do you see as like, you know, is there an overall goal, arching goal for what types of content would be on this down the road and stuff outside of the, the first sort of couple episodes? Of uh, the network itself, yeah. It's, it's it, you know, all of the, um, the content that's actually going on to it is, um, it's all mainstream subjects, but it's more on the fringe type of content. Um, so we deal with a lot of, uh, you know, we're, we're going for the um, people that live in the mainstream but have these um, kind of outlier um, interests. So that can get into your green movements um, or the DIY, um, avant-garde, um, you know, socio-economic uh, um, businesses. Um, so it's a so as it kind of comes together and actually launches, it will. It's kind of you'll see that it's an ecosphere of content that is all playing to these guys that you know were the crazy entrepreneurs were the people that we don't mm-hmm. want the nine to five um right we have these not not uh we're not getting into the voodoo or anything crazy like that so, mm-hmm. but just different ways to look at life and the different uh cultures that are out there and such so it'll more come to as it uh comes to for you know as it's getting launched and such you'll It'll be something you can um, see and touch um, as it's moving forward. So I can't tell if this question is going to have any sort of negative connotation or not, but is this the new public access vibe in the new Internet land? No, 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 no. That's actually that's actually very valid. Um, And no, I don't take it as it because one of one of one of the thought processes that we had. Um, when we started curating content, we've, we've curated literally thousands of hours of content and such. And one of our types, you know, one of our things, our slides of thought was, is that you have what has become with everyone's power to be their own video production and content producer these days, is mm-hmm. that if for the regular person that, you know, they do have a little production company, they make very, very good content, um, but they go to put it out there and you're immediately just buried under digital clutter. I mean, you can put it up on right. the yep. YouTubes of the world and yep. it's gone. It's No one's going to find it unless you have one heck of a campaign or you know at least how to, uh, how to smart by ways of getting eyeballs, you know? So unless you really understand that world of the the paid socials and, you know, being able to draw in those eyeballs and such, you're just going to put it up there and it's going to be lost. And my experience has been that content producers, and again, I don't mean this in a negative way, any way, shape or form, Mm -hmm. the, the distribution and the promotion is almost seems like an afterthought where they go, I'm going to make something really cool. And they do make something really cool. And then they put it out there and they, you know, if I make it, they will come. Theory turns out not to work. So yep. now they're stuck. Yep. They got this um, this bill of this, you know, made, making this program, and then it's gone. So in a way, it is uh, a public access, if you will. Um, yeah. Because our content, all of our people are independent content producers that make just amazing stuff. But at the same time, you'll look on their views and such, and no one's watching it. And it's a real shame. Yeah, 300. Cool, 300. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it <laughs> yeah. broke 1,000. Yeah. Uh, it took a year. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, man, it's intriguing. 
I guess in, in this in this business model, where does where does revenue come from? Is this something that you're envisioning that is a subscription based? Yeah. Is it going towards advertising? Yeah, there's multiple revenue streams in this type of uh, so there's the you know programmatic monetization through um, commercials and such that are spliced in there. Um, we have uh, you know you have an entire. Uh, supply or you know value chain, if you will, um, going all the way where you're going to point this particular type of content to, um, which kind of people and stuff like that, and then all the way back through that, then we can place the right um, advertising and such like that that would be aimed at that particular target audience. Because nowadays it's mm. all about entertainment first, right? You can't just advertise yeah. to someone. Yeah. You know, they're they're completely right, turned right. off. Uh, they'll shut it down. So it's an entertainment first approach. So you have that. It, it's also a subscription model. That will, you know, we're playing more with a freemium concept at the beginning. You know, the job mm-hmm. of ours is to get eyeballs. So we work on that first. But there will be starting to be some specific content, new content that comes out that will be like a more of a metered access where you can watch so many episodes or you can watch for 30 days and those types of things. Um, and then, you know, then there's, um, you know, you have sponsors ships you have branded content so eventually you will go for more of a library of curated content it'll transition into a lot more original programming um so that'll mm-hmm. be an evolving um evolving as it as it uh, as it uh, as it always does interesting interesting how, how do you get how do people submit content or or is that something that's an open process how you know if somebody had a hey i, I spent i've got 14 videos i made how do they get them to you, or can they get yeah. them to you? Yeah, we do it. Um, uh, right now, it's been mostly bootstrapped, so it's just been a lot of one-on-one conversations. Um, mm-hmm. Then from there, what we expect is that people will see it, and they'll say, hey, my stuff would fit here. Uh, this would make sense, and then they can submit it. And we have, uh, you know, through our the website, E360 TV, um, there is a contact form that they can just contact us. We look at the content, see if it fits. Just got to be a certain production value, you know, um, mm-hmm. and got to be able to kind of fit with the target audiences and such, so... Um, and then we, if it looks good, we go, cool, let's, uh, figure out the contract. We do a revenue share with them and, um, and then we, you know, Dropbox it and right, right. same old, yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. Crazy. Uh, you know, so how did you get involved in all this? Like where, where, where did, where did you slide into, uh, working on this project? Um, you know, it's kind of a, it's weird how the world works. Um, you know, I got into this because I, I don't come from the media background. Um, I come from project management, um, energy management, but I'm a lot, I work with a lot of like startups and business development, uh, purely on a lot of the financial end. I'm all about monetization. How can you grow revenue? Um, you know, what kind of margins? Those, those are the things that I worry about. Um, when I came across this project, um, for me, I saw the opportunities um, within it. And then just to verify that it wasn't a crazy idea, um, I have worked mm-hmm. with people over at MBTV Studios in the past and such, and people from Howard Stern and those types of places, and I, you know, on other projects, and I reached out to them and I said, this is the idea. What do you guys think? And they're like, golden. It's awesome. Let's do it. So then we started putting everything together. And it's been a long process. I mean, we've been at this for over a year uh, to finally get to the point to uh, launch. Um, so it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's a little bit a longer uh, process, but definitely worth <laughs> it. 
Yeah, I think we're doing that right. Yeah. Uh, where'd you grow up? <laughs> South Dakota. Oh, okay. Uh, how did you go from South Dakota to where you are now? Uh, what was that journey? South Dakota, military, okay. Arizona, and that's it. Been here ever since. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Boom, boom, right. boom. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, found some people, you know, found some good people. Um, I'm down here in Phoenix. You know, we're based out of Irvine in New York, but I'm base based out of Phoenix here and um, I can't seem to leave. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I visit a lot. It's hot there, I hear. Well, that's it's the thing hot. is that um, after a few years, it's it's really not that big of a deal. You know, you don't really, it, okay. it doesn't really interrupt your life. Um, and to us, it's always kind of that fly swatter that keeps a lot of people out, keeps our housing <laughs> prices, you know, everything's affordable, right. <laughs> all those types of things. But uh, I visit a lot of places and you, I just... Um, it's just clean. It's nice. People are cool. I mean, just it's a good spot, man. It's a good spot. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's flip over to the actual Kickstarter campaign, which is why I got you on the line today to talk. So, you know, prior to launching the campaign, what was sort of like an overall marketing strategy that you were talking about internally? And like, what was some of the things you started to do to execute so that you had a successful campaign? Um, you know, it's a, you know, it's a lot of doing homework and stuff like that of who would actually be interested in this, um, this type of programming, the small picture, or I don't want to say the small picture, but you know, the, um, the original focal point, which is a show about, um, mm -hmm. crowdfunding and, and successful crowdfunders. Um, but then in the bigger picture about interactive television, those types of things. So there's a lot of looking at who is going to be those people that are going to be interested in that type of, um, in that type of, uh, programming and such. And then from there it was, you know, it was a lot of emailing. Um, my right hand person, um, or I'm her right-hand person, whatever you want to say. Her name is Aggie. Mm -hmm. She has, uh, I call her the ambassador because she literally, I think, knows almost everyone. And so she has a huge amount of people that would were helping us out also, getting out mm -hmm. emails, getting out uh, announcements and stuff like that just to get um, start gathering some interest. And then from there is a lot of working with cool brands. Um, getting their community involved, getting them engaged. I did speaking events, you know, for like their conferences um, to get people excited about what we're doing. Um, so it was all a, it was a build up, you know, which is and it's uh, um, you know it's kind of kind of goes along with our entire model of just making sure that you you're telling people that you're going to be there, be there, and then follow right. up with them um, and keep them engaged. So that's kind of the, the ideal there. And it, it, were, you, were, you, were you doing any Facebook ads or like a landing page, getting email signups from those, from like the events you were doing or some of that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had, well, it was more email lists. I mean, we concentrated, okay. yeah, we didn't do any Facebook ads. Um, we'll probably do a little bit because we'll go from here. We'll probably jump over to Indiegogo and then we'll start doing mm -hmm. some um some digital advertising. So, well, paid, you know, social through socials and some paid uh, digital network. So, uh, we'll do a combination of some advertising a little bit afterwards, um, after the thing. We wanted to make sure, you know, 
uh, I'm conservative, conservatively aggressive and conservative mm-hmm. with cash, but aggressive in moves. And I always like to make sure that something's going to be, uh, people are going to dig it. You know, sometimes you, you can right. do all the marketing in the world and it flops. And sometimes you guys got to look at it and go, maybe this product sucks, you know, <laughs> because it does happen, <laughs> right. right? So, um, so I wanted to make sure before we spend a bunch of money on stuff, I, on things, I wanted to make sure that this is a success first that we could see the traction that we wanted to see. Gotcha. Now, now this may, may be a bit of a stupid question just because the campaign is obviously successful, but is there anything that you would do differently if you could go back in time? Um, always. Yeah, I wish, <laughs> I wish we had done, um, started PR stuff a little bit earlier, probably a different, a little bit okay. differently. Um, I uh, would have liked to accelerated this a little bit. Um, we've been talking about, you know, this is another one of those parts of the pro- bigger overall project that I think took longer than it should have because I, the timing of the show actually going out, I wanted to have it timed up with fall season TV, you know, so you can kind of jump on that train when people are mm-hmm. already looking for new shows. So um, in those regards, right. you know, those are the big things, you know, timing and then just... Um, some of the marketing as you know PR aspects that would have changed up a little bit, but yeah. So let, let, let me ask you a question about that. On the um, so you know like the traditional TV, yeah, all, all new shows are starting in whatever September and all that sort of stuff. Is that kind of out of the out the window? Because I'll tell you, I just find a new show on Netflix on a random Tuesday, and there's my next ten no, days. No, it's, and it's I don't, because you know, like you have okay, so you have. Let's say cable television is coming out their fall season. They're mm-hmm. doing mass advertising about their shows about new coming coming this fall, coming this fall, coming this yeah. fall, coming this fall. So the thing is, if you can jump on to any aspect of anyone else's marketing campaign and you can just say coming this fall <laughs> and you're in the mix on that, I mean, that's a good thing. I agree. Yeah, Netflix, um, you know, they're always – I'm watching – I think it's called Atypical now. That's a new program that's on there, and I love that show. Um, yeah. And so they're always rolling out new shows, but honestly, I never hear about it. I mean, I just find it. That it just happens to be on there. Yeah. But yeah. I guess that's that's what happens when yeah, they, yeah, they, Netflix. They do have that, that weird thing where it's just like, it's like you get enough, like you see it enough, like three or four times in social media. You're like, all right, I got to, like Atypical. You're probably... I don't know, the fourth person I've heard. I saw Bob Lefsitz wrote an article on it the other day. I was like, all right, all right. I'll have to sit down and watch it. And hopefully that th- first 20 minutes gets me and my yeah. wife, you know, all right, well, we got to watch yeah. what we're in. I mean, we just did that with col- uh, College Friends, I think. Is that the, that's another Netflix one. We, it's like one person talked about It's still like, it's almost come back to like the well, word of the mouth. Thing is, it's it, there, it really doesn't have to be, though. I mean, easily Netflix could say, okay, I'll give you a month off if you download our app onto your phone and allow push notifications. And then just do push notifications across a million phones. Say, hey, there's a new show. That's it. (laughs) Cheap. Right, right. Cheap, easy, boom, done. But anyways, that's up to them. Yeah, yeah. That's intriguing. So, you know, was there any sort of, I guess, um, you know, big pivot that you guys had to do or work around leading up to launching the campaign where, I don't know, just something just wasn't working or, you know, any sort I mean, I'm sure there's always headaches, but there's, was there any sort of major blocker for this project? Well, it was in the kind of on the vision of the show itself mm. um, because we, 
you know, I almost want to say it's still almost a work in progress. I mean, until the scripting is all, you know, we'll have the, once the scripting is done and all those types of things, I'm sure we're going to find things, we're going to tweak things. But a lot of it was how do we show the story of these people with our budget and get it out to the right people, you know, all those things. So what, what would the story, what's the, what's the catch there? And it was really about, you know, for the getting to the storyline behind the companies. Mm. That was the big, that's, that's where we arrived at is because, you know, you, you see a product on a shelf, um, you, whatever, you know, whatever you see. And it's for the people that are in business, entrepreneurial minded, um, just like to find it or just waiting for that one big invention that makes them a millionaire, you know? Right, right. We all have mm-hmm. those, there we have those, those uncles. Um, that this is a, that's, a, that's an interesting aspect is to be able to see of how these people arrived at where they're at at that time. And that's, um, I mean, just like you, know, you were asking me questions in that same regards, but then being able to not only hear it, but actually be able to, um, see it on the screen. But then on top of that, being able to really dive into it another layer, uh, with the interactivity and such is, that's just, that's a, that's a whole now that just brings it all all full circle. Right. It's a whole ecosphere now, yeah. and that's where we came with that race uh, with the story. But so that's been yeah, that's always that's been an up and down um, road. You know, figuring out exactly that. Are you familiar with uh, Patreon? Patreon.com. I'm not. Okay, I was just wondering if uh, we should talk after this a little bit on on because they do a lot of crowdfunding for episodes and for podcasts and and content that's reoccurring. Um, so they've got a pretty interesting model for um, and and having a ton of success over on on that platform. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued if that's where you end up after this to crowdfund keep crowdfunding a part of your business models for shows. Oh, very intriguing. Check out definitely check out Patreon.com. Um, I'm on there right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've worked with a, a few, of quite a few musicians that we've pushed over to that platform. So every time they put out a new song or a new YouTube cover video or whatever it is, they get paid on that. So intriguing stuff, definitely. Awesome. And, and the Jack guy who started it, uh, um, I, well, he was in the band Popple Moose. I don't know if you remember them. They did. They ended up getting a bunch of commercials, but they made. I mean, they yeah. Look at Popple Moose. That's where Patreon comes from. Is that band? So very intriguing. So. I digress for a second. Uh, they just popped in my brain. I was like, man, what you're doing should, should how, go over there how, eventually. How in the world do you spell Popple What's the name of it? Uh, uh, I don't know. Just Google it. You'll, it'll pop up. Popple Moose. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, interesting. So, you know, so, okay, so we're in, in the middle of the, of the campaign and stuff. So you've got 20, 20, 21 days to go at, as of right now that we're taping this. What sort of some strategies you might be doing outside of talking to this amazing podcast host to, to keep the energy going? What else are you doing to just kind of keep that momentum going right now? So in about a, in about just a few days here, uh, we'll start in a big affiliate push um, uh, okay. through some, uh, you know, um, we're going to also do, um, we got some more PR stuff that's going to be pushed out here. Um, it's going to be specifically about the, it's going to tie into the event that's part of the rewards itself. Um, that you get for it. So we'll be doing a push mm-hmm. for that. We'll also be doing an email marketing campaign for that. Also, that links back over to the Kickstarter. So we're actually going to use part of the rewards themselves 
as part of the push. It's uh, so it's kind of, of course, it's you know, it's publicity for the event, but then it's also mm-hmm. pushed back through the Kickstarter. So it's uh, so that's going to be our next. That'll just be a lot of emailing, and then um, once we're done with that, then we are going to do a little bit of advertising. But that's after we go on to the next platform, Indiegogo. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. You know, what's the temperature like in terms of being an well, it seems like, well, correct me if I'm wrong, at this point you'd be an outsider to the traditional like TV world, Hollywood world, content world. Is, is that a friendly thing to be at right now? Or do, you know, do you, can you still play in both, both camps? I, or no, I, I, to, I actually or? love being an outsider and coming into it. And I think that mm-hmm. even our, um, like our production partners and stuff, I mean, I see things just a little differently. You know, I have a different lens yeah. as they do. And it's been... Um, it's been kind of, uh, I think for both sides, it's just really been kind of refreshing. Also, um, you know, when we were bootstrapping to get the original content, um, put all this, you know, a lot of this stuff together, I found that, you know, my approach on things is you know, that there is just some stuff that just requires work. That's all. You can't get yeah. around it. There's no cool technology. There's nothing about it. It's literally picking up the phone and pounding out the phone and making phone calls and doing whatever you got to do or sending emails and stuff like that. And that's, to me, that's my old school. That's from the sales side of that's ingrained in me. And mm-hmm. um, getting into this area of media and approaching people about bringing over their content, I was surprised that I didn't once hear hear from anyone. One of those people say, you know what, someone else approached me about my content, I'm gonna put it over on their network instead. And I find that pretty crazy that not one person would come back and say, I've already been approached by this. Literally, everyone's not doing it. I talked to people that were um, distributors of, like they uh, distribute uh, intervention and some other programs and such like that. And I said, you know, I said, it doesn't seem like there's a very good process within this industry of how to, for content producers to match with the publishing side. You know, it seems to be almost like there's there's a break in there. Is there, I mean, aren't there places that are like housing these libraries and, and dishing it out? I mean, even if it's not like intervention and he's like, mm-hmm. no, no, no one's is it. What you're doing is exactly what you need to do. Literally have to reach out to each person independently. It's like, wow, (laughs) this is messed up. But whatever, it is what it is. So I think that I think that that bringing that into the picture, you know, it's a a, you got to mix some old school with new school and whatever comes together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wow, interesting, interesting. Well. You know, when, when somebody asks you uh, about what scale looks like, how do you answer that? Um, you know, it's it's scaling, but it's also, you know, it's a, um, you just thicken the forest a little bit. Um, so it's, you, you, you're going to be scaling as you, as you grow your audience numbers. Um, that gives you, that opens up more and more opportunities. It opens up additional larger doors uh, when it comes to what maybe you're doing already. So maybe you're doing branded content and your budget is X amount and you can put X amount of working dollars behind it. Um, but as it's as you grow in size and stuff like that, which is 
basically eyeballs and revenue um, and showing an ROI to advertisers and all those types of things, um, that, that just opens those larger and larger doors. Now, for us to scale is we'll be doing some additional things within the network itself to even add more enrichment um, because part of our you know, business model is, you, you know, churn. Churn is, you know, yep. it's a huge problem. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's about not only grabbing an audience, um, but then also just putting your arms around them and really pulling them in tight <laughs> and saying, keep <laughs> right, them engaged right. and keep them um, keep them coming back for more and more so you can just build on top of that instead of just chasing people constantly, which gets really, really right, expensive yeah. and very, very risky. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so it's a, so the scaling, you know, it is to me, it's, it's a not, it's not the same as additionally like a normal product where you would scale it mm-hmm. out. Okay. You know, I'm starting out the farmer's market. Now I'm going to go into some local right, stores. Right. Now I'm getting into distribution chains. Um, this is making it um, much more meaty um, as it grows and gets mm-hmm. more people in, involved in it. And then from there, you know, you got to look at the trends. And you have, there's there's so many aspects of, okay, which direction makes the best sense to go from where we're at at that point. Got to look at the pros and the cons and which way he's going to make the most money, right? <laughs> that's right, right, that's all yeah. it comes down to. <laughs> who, care, who cares about yeah. anything in this world if you can't make money off of it? I'm joking. <laughs> that sounds like a, such a capitalistic pig I, thing. Yeah. <sighs> no joke. Okay. That's funny. Well, where, where can people uh, outside of the Kickstarter kind of dive into this idea, this world? Where can people find um, out more okay, info? Okay, so you can go a couple places. You can go to our e360tv.com. That's our website. You can also, if you want to look at Cooler Brands, their community, um, what they're doing, that's uh, coolerbrands.com. Um, and then also our higher company, you know, which I'm on part of, you know, we have different pillars and stuff like that within it, um, mm-hmm. is canamedianetwork.com. Uh, so you can look at that portion too. So there's a few different sites awesome. you can check out. And can people get to all the social media from yeah. there? Yep. 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 Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Aaron, you've got a very cool project here. I'm, I'm really glad we got a chance to talk because uh, I, I, you are going to be a, uh, something I point a lot of my calls to in terms of like, these guys did it right over here. Uh, you got very, very cool stuff here. And uh, I wish you continued success and, and good luck over the next 21, 21 days here. And uh, keep it going, man. Good job. I, and I will send you a special invite once the first episodes are done, mm-hmm. so um, so you guys can check it out and and uh, put it up on your website and such. Okay. Will do. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. How about that conversation there? And I told you, told you it was a, it was a really intriguing look as to where they're pushing um, pushing content creation. Um, and I'll tell you off off uh, mic. I include them in on GBS and all of the content that we have stored on hard drives throughout Southeast Michigan. So uh, we're going to see if we can maybe find some way to partner, find some way to connect on a level outside of this. So that kind of, I wasn't expecting the conversation to go that way, but uh, like I said, off mic, we, we talked about that and heck, maybe you'll see the GBS content 
living somewhere else. So, all right, song we're listening to is an instrumental called Polar. Uh, we use it for quite a few videos. It's a kind of sort of a fun track that we did, and uh, it's an instrumental, like I said. So why don't I go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pipe down a little bit so you guys can listen to the song, and uh, I'll talk to you all later this week. Thank you. 